From The Dirty Spoon, I'm Jonathan Ammons, here with our first installment of Home Fried, a series to keep us entertained during the coronavirus quarantine. A couple times each week, we'll check in with someone from around the country to see how they're handling the crisis, how it's affecting their lives, and what they're doing to cope. Of course, with Dirty Spoon being primarily a food show, you can expect us to focus on the kitchen, but today is a bit different. As a journal of consumable culture, music has always been a big part of our radio show since we started, and I think it would be missing out if we didn't check in with how these events are affecting people in the music community. Beth Bambara is one of St. Louis's favorite musicians. In fact, the Riverfront Times, St. Louis's largest alt-weekly, has declared Beth people's choice for best Americana artist three separate times since 2012. Performing in the city and touring since 2007, she has released seven records. Her latest is Evergreen. I love Beth's music. I'm pretty sure I met her on her first tour, and she actually plays on my 2012 record, Swinging for the Fences. Her husband, Kit, is the engineer on that record. Beth's work moves and shakes between contemplative folk and energetic Americana rock, and she often has this Flannery O'Connor-like wit that I've always really enjoyed. If you're a fan of singer-songwriters like Amy Mann, stick around. You're going to love her work. In the wake of the COVID-19 outbreak, Beth announced that she'd be canceling her European tour, an absolutely devastating move for a musician whose career has only grown since her first record. She, like a lot of people in the music industry, are in even more dire straits than their peers in other fields, since they cannot claim unemployment as a self-employed entrepreneur. Since announcing the tour cancellation, Beth has been hunkered down with her husband and bandmate in their home in St. Louis. St. Louis has restricted gatherings to 10 or less people, but unlike some other states like here in North Carolina where the Dirty Spoon is based, they have not taken the step of shuttering bars and restaurants yet. Even though as of this recording, the current case count in Missouri is over 280 people. Here's my conversation with Beth. Yeah, how have you been? Uh... Good? <laughs> as good as I one guess. can be? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were um, kind of prepping for things to be slow this month anyway. So it's kind of weird that now everyone's forced to kind of that level. Right. Or that schedule, I should say. Yeah. What's what is the scene like in St. Louis? How's uh how's it going out there? Like what how are, how's the city reacting? How's Um so there hasn't been enough confirmed cases yet um to like mandate things shutting down like um bars and restaurants. But so some of them have decided to close just because that seems like a smart thing to do. And some of them have decided they're going to be open, but limit the number of people that can come in at one time. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just a very, it, it's definitely things here feel tense, yeah. obviously. Um, so. Huh. Yeah. We've already, we just had uh, the state shut down all bars and restaurants yesterday here. Okay. So we have no more than gatherings of uh, 10 people. Uh, restaurants have to do to-go food. They can't okay. have anybody sitting in the restaurant. All bars were shut down. Mm. So it's been, it's like we're in full lockdown at this point. Okay. So it's been pretty, 
pretty devastating to our restaurant community when when you have a city of 30% restaurant employees. <laughs> You're yeah. really kind of screwed. Yeah, I, I feel like everyone I know either is a musician or works in the restaurant industry. Yeah. And um, I, I took a walk um, just through my neighborhood to get some fresh air yesterday. And it that's when a lot of it hit me because I'm walking past these places that I love and frequent in my yeah. neighborhood. And they all have signs on the doors saying, you know, either reduced hours or closed until further notice. Right. And, and realizing the scope of that is, is unsettling. Yeah. I'd, I'd say so. You had to cancel a tour for this, didn't you? Yeah. Um, we were scheduled to do a tour over in the UK. And um, so I'm working through trying to hopefully get that rescheduled. Yeah. Uh, that's got to be kind of devastating because that there's so much work that goes into putting a tour together. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But, you know, I, I look at it like everyone I know is in that same boat. You know, they're yeah. scrambling to get tours rescheduled, and um, it's just how it is. Yeah. Um, if this lasts more than just a couple months, what's that going to do to you? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would hope that uh, there would be some sort of work available for people who um, don't have it. Um, I mean, I've been seeing things float around like, well, I'm sure you have too, but um, like Amazon is hiring like crazy right now to fill the demand for online purchases and uh, Costco can't keep up. So they're like, we are in uh, hiring temporary workers for what they're calling seasonal workers <laughs> right so it's like i i don't really know yeah yeah wow um what is uh and you've been doing the home shows right now right i just yeah i just did my first one and um how did that go how did those work it was great i I didn't want to overthink it because that's, um, well, let me step back. Like that's the first, um, online concert that I've ever done. And I think I've been thinking about doing them for a while, but there's always been like, well, you know, I maybe wait till I can get better equipment for streaming, like better video quality and all that. And I've always had an excuse to not do it. Yeah. (laughs) And now it's like, well, I have these shows scheduled that have been canceled. And um, part of playing music for me, like live, it's just something that really feeds my soul. And and getting to be in the same room with an audience, um, there's a special connection there. Um, And so that's something that really means a lot to me. And Mm -hmm. to be able to not do that um not be able to do that for the next few months is it's really sad so I thought well this is the only way that I can keep that connection going with um with an audience so yeah 
So I just jumped right in and just set my phone up and didn't have any special equipment. And um, the response was great. Um, Lots of comments like, hey, I really needed this right now. Thank you. This is lifting my spirits up. Um, Yeah. So it was very, uh, very encouraging. Yeah. Do you have any way of monetizing that? Um, Yeah, you can. um, I was just doing a little research and it seems like just putting your PayPal link and your Venmo link just in the video description. Um, People can tip you, say, hey, tips appreciated, but not necessary to watch this stream. Yeah. Um, And that seems to be a good way to do it. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. And you're planning on doing those weekly? Yeah. So I initially hadn't planned that, but in the middle, like by the end of the first, the first time I did it at the end of that concert, I said, well, you know, like this has gone so well that, you know, maybe I should do this every Monday night. And, and everybody immediately commented was like, yeah, I can't wait till next week. So, (laughs) so yeah, I, I decided to just make it an ongoing Monday night thing. Awesome. That's great. That's a great way to do it. Well, it's great for me because it gives me something to look forward to. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess, well, I mean, I've been joking that like having to quarantine isn't that different than my like normal life (laughs) because I'm like, no, I just kind of sit at home all the time and work on stories and then make a radio show and then write music. So I literally don't do that much. I might go out like couple times a week just to the same old bar and hang out with the same old people but other than that it's it's just more time for creative space for me so I'm like okay (laughs) yeah that's great yeah is uh I mean you just put out a record when did that yeah when did this one come out um at the end of the summer yeah so it's 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 been a little while but it's still fresh yeah Mm-hmm. I mean, that has to, I'm sure, be a bummer to not be able to be out there promoting that right now. Because, like, a musician doesn't get to file for unemployment. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, do you all have any other side hustles or extra gigs to help you get through during this at, at this point? Um, not really. <laughs> yeah. There's um, There's things that have been in the works that we've been trying to get off the ground, um, that are kind of close, but like launching a new project isn't, I mean, at this point it's like, well, it's, it's what we have and it's what we've been working on. So we should, you know, see it through. But, um, with the current, uh, climate, it's like, yeah, well, who, who knows if that's going to be a viable side hustle right now. Right. We don't know. So Kit is working on, um, as always tinkering, <laughs> but, um, getting a line of guitar pedals out there oh, cool. and it's, it's pretty much, it's almost ready to kind of put out there in the world. So that's one thing. And, um, yeah, various, that's probably the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, and my, my other side hustle involves childcare and so that's something like that's not viable right now. Right. I'm lucky enough that I like I cook for a living, 
like from home I d- develop recipes and stuff so yeah I've already got a fully stocked pantry like I'm I'm set to go like I, I was already prepped for doomsday like long before this happened but uh <laughs> except the toilet paper people keep taking all the toilet I, paper I don't understand is that happening in St. Und- Louis too yeah I have no clue why I I literally cannot comprehend what are you seeing them hoard other than toilet paper um well i guess i i'm wondering if there's levels of hysteria like (laughs) when it really started hitting uh friday i i got out to the store like oh like i don't know around four so people were getting out of work and um just kind of like panicking and so wherever I was at, there was like literally a whole aisle that had dried beans and bags of rice completely gone. <laughs> yeah. So, that's another one that I've noticed is the know. rice is all gone. And yeah. I finally was like, oh, I'm going to go to an Asian store and buy rice. And sure that's enough, where I, I ended up at yeah. actually. Yeah. And um, <laughs> even they had a, they were smart. They put a sign up saying that like, they were rationing their bags of rice, basically three bags per person and no more. How big were the and bags? Thought, well, probably like 15 pounds. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> like, why would you need more than that? The one that I went to, they had, they they were like, so just so you know, you can only buy one 25 pound bag at a time. I was yeah. like, I don't need more than that ever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's people are getting, getting a little out of hand. The other one I'm baffled at is bottled water. Like, why is everyone hmm. buying up bottled water? Like, this isn't well, going to affect the water system. Well, see, people don't know that, you know. <laughs> Who uh, knows? Yeah. Who knows what could happen, John? It's true. It's true. We're just, we're just prepping we're for in nuclear holocaust already. Strange times. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so... uh yeah, so things aren't on lockdown yet for you guys. Are people still Not, like gathering together in places or mostly um, isolating? I think I think the majority of people are isolating, but again, like I saw like just down the street there's a little Irish pub and last night they were open and there were people there. Like it wasn't crazy, but I was like, "Man, I, I don't know, guys." <laughs> but also, uh, who knows? Right. Yeah. It just doesn't seem that smart. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But. Yeah. Um, hmm. Do. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't I don't know what else. to ask. <laughs> That's OK. Yeah. So the, the scene here is. Uh, yeah, I think I think it, we're getting close to like. Yeah. Official lockdown. Um the mandates that have happened so far are basically um, no more gatherings um, of over 10 people. Wow. Yeah. Uh, or in public places, I guess, like restaurants are allowed to have it max 50 people. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It started for us. The city said no more than 25. And then or the city cut off 250. Then the state suggested no more than 25. Okay. And then it was like, um, state said no more than 10, or president said no more than 10, and then state was just like, nope, we're closing everything. Right. And uh, 
Yeah, it's just been a, a, a really quick quick turnaround out here. Yeah. But and you know, no foreseeable end in sight. But uh, right. what can you do? <laughs> right. Um yeah, let's talk more about the music. Maybe something yeah. more lighthearted. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us sure. about this new record. The new record. Um Yeah, it's I'll take myself out of this crazy situation and think back to when life was normal. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right? When you could just <laughs> make records and put them out and tour. And um, yeah, so I guess um, I wasn't really planning on. So, some people have a plan. They're like, okay, I'm going to start working on my new record. Um, and it's a very intentional thing. And, and sometimes, uh, sometimes art happens that way. Sometimes it's more kind of ebbs and flows and, and just kind of comes in the moment. And I feel like I was in this place where I had been touring a lot and I was ready for a break and I was ready to, you know, maybe not think about music. And so I, I took some time alone, um, and went and stayed at this, cabin up in the mountains and just to kind of reset and um turns out when you uh kind of take that pressure off of yourself you you might get inspired and so um while I was up there I I started getting some ideas for songs and and it was kind of like okay this is this is you know the universe telling me that maybe it's maybe it's time to start writing some of these, these thoughts down again. And, um, so that's kind of where the beginning of the record started. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great record. Do you mind if we play tunes from it on the show? No, not at all. Awesome. Great. What would you want us to play? What's a good example of, uh, let's see. Well, though the song that I started, uh, working on when I was during that time, um, was evergreen. Um, so that might be a good one. Yeah. Tell us about that a little bit. But, um, so I was working, uh, through these kind of thoughts and feelings. Like I was hiking a lot and, um, you're just surrounded by trees in the mountains, evergreens. Mm -hmm. And, um, thinking on that, meditating on that idea, um, you know, you have, this tree that is always green. Um, if it's negative 20 out, you know, it's, it's there doing its thing. Um, standing tall, protecting the wildlife around it, you know, storms come, you know, it just kind of waves, waves in the wind, um, and is a constant. Um, and so I was kind of meditating on that and, um, kind of started to personify these trees that I was seeing every day yeah. and thinking about, you know, what, what that would translate into. So kind of this idea of an ever, ever present, um, force that doesn't change. Um, and that was a really comforting thought to me. So, yeah.
events are going to change the way you're approaching music oh uh probably a lot (laughs) yeah like um I haven't I mean I do I do have some like very time um specific songs and I've written like that a little bit but um I think this this is really gonna be um a chance to get a lot of those thoughts out into a song yeah. um, based on like relevant to current events. And, um, you know, the due to these current events, we're actually seeing the reality of these disparities that have been happening in American society for a long time and getting worse and worse. And, and, some people are saying, oh, no, that's not happening or that's not a problem. Or look, the economy is still great, you know, despite the fact that half of Americans don't are living paycheck to paycheck. And, um, you know, one there are one medical emergency away from bankruptcy or, yeah. you know, that whole thing. So that that is all becoming more real and more immediate. Um, and I think that um, that definitely is a good opportunity to put put that in song in some way. Yeah, and I imagine that you have a interesting perspective on that kind of have and have nots issue being in a city like St. Louis, which has seen a lot of upheaval in the past decade. Yeah, between yeah between those those two dichotomies. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know what is. I mean, you've had you've been in that same house for a long time. I've, I'm sure you've seen the neighborhood change. I'm sure you, sure you've seen 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's the first time in my life that I've, I've in my adult life where I've lived in one place and, in been acutely aware of the changes in a neighborhood. And, um, it like 15 years ago, uh, most people would not want to come to this area of St. Louis. Yeah. And in, in those 15 years, um, you've had, um, immigrants move in and they've opened businesses and they've like really revitalized the neighborhood. They've opened restaurants. Um, and so seeing that it is really great. And we, we have, you know, we really have a lot of them to thank for revitalizing areas of the city, um, that nobody else wanted to come into. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been a positive. And then, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I was wondering, too, like, when, going back to what we were talking about, about the the current events kind of changing the way you approach your music, does, does that also change the way you make your sounds on your records, do you think? Mm. You know, I, I think... I think it does. Um, it's not something that it's a more subtle happening. It's not something I'm, I'm thinking about intentionally, but I think the, the tone and mood of the subject matter definitely, I think that does translate. That does have an effect Yeah. on the songs. Um, cause you, you, you guys are pretty much doing everything from like a home studio at this point, right? Um, We've, yeah, we're doing, we're, uh, on the album Evergreen, we, we kind of did a hybrid approach. We went into a studio that had a big live room. So we set up everything live and basically did like four or five takes of each song and then kind of tucked through and everybody decided, okay, take three was the best. We'll go with that one. And then we brought, those tracks back to our home studio and added like little extras like background vocals um and a little bit of percussion and that's really all we all we added this time oh cool <clears throat> excuse me that's really all we added from our home studio yeah but in the past we've utilized the home studio more um but we don't have the capacity here to set up a whole band right and just to track live so that was one thing I was really feeling like was the right vibe yeah. for that album. And yeah, it's a really um, lively record too, so it yeah. that makes sense. Thanks. And it's it's honestly it's my favorite way to make a record. Yeah. Um it just captures more Yeah, it captures a different energy and there's more room I think for spont spontaneity. Yeah. And you don't feel like you have to like, oh I I got to make every single track perfect. Right. You know, which is an easy thing to get caught up in. Yeah. Do you, uh, does that, uh, when you're tracking a record live, do you typically have the band, I mean, you're road testing a lot of these songs anyway. Are they things that you've yeah. road tested a lot before you go in or do you go in kind of raw with these tunes? It's a little bit of both. Um, so there were probably like three songs that we had started playing out live, three or four. Um, and then 
there were some where uh we had a we had a basic idea of the song but um we kind of had two rehearsals right before we went into the studio where we incorporated um our friend John Calvin Abney to play keys with us and so it was really in those two rehearsals where we kind of solidified you know the parts he was playing um with kind of what we were doing and how that would mesh and kind of work together. Um, yeah. And so there, there's some things were fairly well planned out and some things were a little more on the spontaneous end. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. What's another track we should listen to off of it? Um, let's see. Tenderhearted would probably be a good one. Cool. Tell us what's about that. Yeah. What about that one? Um. So. I'm the kind of writer where the music comes really easily, and then the lyrics can take a long time. Yeah. Um. And once in a while, it comes really easily, and um. This this particular instance when I was working on this song, I. I kind of just had this epiphany. I said, you know, I, maybe I need to change up part of my process. Um, so I decided what I usually write in my house. And so I thought, well, maybe if I go somewhere different, um, well, that'll have a change on the outcome. Yeah. So um, I, <laughs> I kind of snuck in to the neighborhood record store after they were closed. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> I was like, well, where would be an, an inspiring place to go write? You know, I was like, oh, maybe a record store. And there's one in my neighborhood. And so I kind of snuck in there after they were closed and, um, you know, put my feet up on the front desk. And this is a very small record store, so it, it's really cozy, and the walls are covered in records. And so, <laughs> um, just looking at all the records on the wall, um, yeah. So I I grabbed one off off the wall and put it on the turntable, and just sat and listened for a while. And it was Neil Young's Harvest yeah. record, and um, just kind of sat there and then um finally took my guitar out and started writing and that song just pretty much all happened right there yeah awesome. which is rare for me um so then i thought i was like oh man this was a really good idea i should come back here next week <laughs> and do the same thing um so i did did, did the owners know that you did this it, i I told them after the fact, <laughs> but anyway, so I went, I went back the next week. I went back the next week and didn't work at all. Couldn't write anything. <laughs> so maybe, maybe that was my punishment for, uh, breaking into a record Instant store. Instant karma yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard of anyone breaking into a record store as a grown ass yeah. adult to, uh, <laughs> To write well, music. I, I, you know, I knew, I knew kind of how to get in, so. Yeah. <laughs>
listening to since now now that we have all this time to listen to music what do you suggest what what are you listening to yeah um that's a good question because i feel like i feel like i've been playing catch up with a lot of things um like things that i've heard that have come out um yeah i listened through a couple times the other day to john morland's new record oh yeah um, which I mean, I've always loved his kind of like raw energy mm-hmm. and this album is really subdued. Yeah. Um, and the first time I listened through, I was like, oh man, where's the rockers? You know, there's no rockers on this album. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, second listen through it, it really grabbed me in this beautiful way. Like the subtlety of it. I was like, this is a really beautiful record. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's a hell of a writer, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, absolutely. Yeah, his first couple of records I was just completely floored by cuz I'd never even heard of him and then I saw him I think he was opening for Dawes one time. And okay. uh he just came out and I was like, "Who is this guy? Like <laughs> where did these songs <laughs> come from? They're so good." He's very unassuming. Yeah. Yeah, when you see him live. Yeah, and he just kind of comes across as just a good old boy and then he just paints these like stark um just american gothic kind of narratives that are just really amazing yeah 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 so that's one thing recently and then um i rec- uh this past year got into um his golden messenger oh yeah which is like i never really i don't know he just wasn't on my radar but he's from He's from your area, right? Yeah, he's from Raleigh. He's from from North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I don't know why. Like I said, there's there's just so much music out there. It's hard for me to keep up with it. Yeah, he Um, really knows how to make a record. Like this, just the sounds on his record are so good. Yeah, yeah. The vibe is great, and so, um, yeah. So I've been listening to his most recent record a lot. Um, Oh. uh, Lily Hyatt has a record out and I've been yesterday I listened to her song. Um, it's a, one of the singles, um, candy lunch. It's really (laughs) great song. (laughs) It's it like before I heard it, I was just hearing people talk about it. And, um, it seems like it would be a really kind of silly song, but it's, actually like has this gorgeous melody that i just wanted to listen to over and over yesterday so um yeah but her record's coming out um sometime in april yeah which is i can't i can't even imagine what it's like for her trying to put a record out in the midst of this um pandemic Uh. crisis um 
So I know she just rescheduled a bunch of her tour dates. And I was supposed to play three three shows on that tour with yeah, her. Yeah, I thought I thought you were gonna get to play with her. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, she is one of my endless like semi celebrity crushes. <laughs> I think she's great. <laughs> I think she's amazing. Everything she does, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's she's a badass. Yeah. For sure. Man, yeah, that would be so tough putting out a record right now. Although I guess nobody has anything but time to sit and listen to it. Yeah, so. I think there's probably pros and cons to it, you know? Yeah. But Well, thanks for sitting and talking to me for so long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. That was St. Louis singer-songwriter and musician Beth Bombara chatting with us from her home studio in Missouri. If you'd like to check out one of Beth's weekly Monday shows, one of her albums, or just buy a t-shirt to support her, go to BethBombara.com. That's Beth, B-O-M-B-A-R-A.com. The Dirty Spoon is a production of Dirty Spoon Media. I'm Jonathan Ammons, and I'm the editor-in-chief. I produce the show and that kind of jazz. Catherine Campbell is our editor-at-large, sources our stories, and makes most of the clocks tick around here. To check out full episodes of the Dirty Spoon Radio Hour, read stories, check out the artwork, and to support us through our Patreon, just head to dirty-spoon.com. If you subscribe and donate to that Patreon, I'll actually send you a free download of my latest record, First Sight, which uses a lot of the music we use for background sounds in the show. Music in this episode is actually all from Beth Bombara. Go listen and support her. She is great. We'll be back in a few days with some more updates from our global isolation right here on The Dirty Spoon, always bringing you stories from the people who shape what we consume. A perfect man is all you need Some filter